What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Wrangle Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, it's Friday. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, schedule came out this week. Rookies are in camp, so there's actually some stuff to talk about. So why don't we just jump right into it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, schedule, like you said, came out, and we're going to go through it game by game. Um, do you want to give your thoughts one at a time, or do you want me to list the whole schedule and then we can? Um, let's just list the whole schedule and we can go back and touch on individual games okay. or like sections that we think are important. Okay, cool. So week one, the 49ers start off the season at Detroit, 10 a.m. game. Uh, they follow that up with a week two trip to Philly, another 10 a.m. game. Uh, week three is when they finally come back home, open up the season at Levi's uh, against the Packers, which is a Sunday night game, which should be great. Those Sunday night Green Bay games on NBC are always spectacular. Uh, week four is when they host the Seahawks. So two back-to-back home games. Um, and then week five, they will go on the road to Arizona, back-to-back division games. Um, week six is the bye, which is kind of, uh, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. And then week seven, uh, they host Indy, which again is another Sunday night game. And then week eight is a Halloween game at Chicago at 10 a.m. Um, week nine, they host the Cardinals. And then week 10 is a Monday night game against the Rams. That'll be interesting. Uh, week 11, they go all the way to Jacksonville for another 10 a.m. game against the Jaguars. Week 12, they come back home to host the Vikings. Week 13, is they go to Seattle, so at least we won't be ending the season watching the 49ers uh, play Seattle anymore. Week 14, they go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Week 15, they come back home to play the Falcons. Week 16, they go to the, uh, Tennessee to play the Titans, and that is a Thursday night game on NFL Network. Um, and then week 17, they wrap up the season. Oh, no, excuse me. There's 18 weeks this year. 17 uh, against the Texans at home. And then week mm. 18, they are going to L.A. to play the Rams to wrap up the season. Yep. What are your initial thoughts? Um, I think they got actually a pretty favorable schedule. Um, I think the toughest part of this schedule is um, weeks three, four, and five, um, just because you have prime time against the Packers to open up your home schedule. Then you immediately have the Seahawks coming to town the next week. So it's like, you know, not – necessarily short week um because you're only playing later on sunday but you know seattle coming to town is always a rough one um and then cardinals you know divisional games are always hit or miss so that seems to be the toughest stretch the week six bye really sucks i think um and it's wasted on you know what i think is going to be a so-so indianapolis team i just don't trust carson wentz there um bears on halloween is fun um interesting thing about the bears um i had read somewhere and I haven't double checked. I think it's true though that the Bears don't have any back-to-back home or road games this year. They literally go home wow. away, home away, home away, home away all the way through their schedule, which is super weird. But at least you know they're in the middle of the country, so it's not as bad as say like a West Coast team having to do that. Um, and then you know the the middle part of the schedule um, after the Bears, you know, so Bears might be a tough game. Cardinals again, divisional round, and then we're going to see the new look Rams um, with Matthew Stafford. That's going to be a tough game. But then it's kind of like okay, Jaguars—they're rebuilding. 
the Vikings are, no matter what they'll tell you, they're rebuilding. They lost a lot of pieces. You get the Seahawks, but then right after that, you get Bengals who are a bad team, Falcons who are a bad team, and then you you know finish up Titans who are a good team, but can this should be a winnable game. And then the Texans who are going to be atrocious. And you finish it off with the Rams in L.A. So it looks like the early part of the schedule is really set up for them to do well. I think the Lions and Eagles is a very winnable uh, set of games. Um, it's gonna. I'm curious to see if they're going to do the thing where they do the Youngstown, Ohio situation. But, um, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, that will be interesting to see if they, they kind of shorten that trip. Stefan um, was sending in the group chat how the 49ers i believe have the most travel miles if i if i remember his his message correctly um something to keep an eye on um but you know i i I think it's a solid schedule especially to start off you know like you said um in detroit the lions new coach jared goff i've seen all the memes of jared goff being relieved to get away from nick bosa just to face him again week one even though totally out of the division um, first two games, I can't imagine why they wouldn't start 2-0. and um, And then the big test, I think we'll, we'll find out a lot about who this team is early on in the year, is that Week 3 Sunday night game against Green Bay. Um, and, yeah, the Week 6 bye, I'm not thrilled about. You're, I no. mean, you basically, now that the season's 18 weeks, you're one-third. third of the way through, yeah. Exactly, yeah. One-third into the, into the season, you have a bye. Then you have to go two-thirds. Um I mean, it's, it's not great. I would have liked to see the NFL maybe put a, like a week seven minimum. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I know they have to space it out. So it's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. Um, Yeah. It's four, it's four teams per bye week usually. And so it's for eight weeks. So you're looking at, you know, week six is an early one, but you know, there are going to be some teams that are, I think, I think by weeks started like week four last year. So, Jeez. you know, it, yeah, it, you can get some really rough buys. So, you know, you don't, it, I think it's not ideal, but it could have been worse. Um, especially when you look at coming off the, you know, you're coming off a road game with the Cardinals, a tough game potentially. And then you're going to go, you know, face Indianapolis at home afterwards, which with that much prep time should be should be OK. So, you know, I don't want to complain too much about the schedule as far as the travel miles. Other than weeks one and two, at least it's one of those situations where they're not doing like East Coast back to back other than that yeah. first two. Um, even in the season later on, it's like, you know, they, they go. um they have to go to Cincinnati, Ohio, right? But that's you know the week after they play Seattle. But at least Seattle is just a short flight. It's like a it's like a four hour flight to, from Seattle to to San Jose. So it's not terrible for the team. Um, so yeah, it's you know they they have a couple games where it's like okay they have to go to Tennessee, but then they're playing home. So when they have those long trips like Jacksonville, right? They have to go all the way to Jacksonville, Florida, but then the next week they're at home against against the Vikings. So there is that kind of relief that, okay, we can just fly home, do our thing at home. Um, I think it's tougher when you have to go on the road twice to, you know, destinations and maybe you don't have that Youngstown uh, connection. So in between Detroit and Philadelphia, we'll see where they want to go, but Ohio seems like a pretty good uh, middle point between those two. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I just think I keep looking at, this schedule and honestly my thought keeps going to when do we see trey lance <laughs> yeah did, did that thought cross your mind at all 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit. It, it, yeah, you wonder when he's going to get in there. And so depending on how the team does, you know, it's possible you could see him in the, uh, you know, the Colts game after the bye. But to me, that means that they're, you know, for whatever reason, they're like three and two or yeah. two and three with Jimmy Garoppolo kind of struggling. Um, you know, <laughs> other, that ain't happening. Steve, he's not starting week one unless like Jimmy Garoppolo blows out his ACL in camp or gets but, traded. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, hung fat in the chat as usual. What's up, hung fat? Um, realistically i think after the buy is the earliest we would probably see him um and then barring that you know late november um talking the jaguars maybe the vikings you know you don't want to throw him in against teams with really good defenses um so you know that's that's one of those things that you want to avoid all being told if it you know if it were my compunction it would be the 49ers clinch a playoff spot and he plays like week 17 he gets the patrick mahomes treatment there's no rush to start him. Um, you know, if, if if he's not starting, that means that the team is doing well. And that's good enough for me. And then we make sure that he's ready. So I know people are super excited about Trey Lance. They want to move off of Jimmy. But if they're not moving off of Jimmy, that means that Jimmy's doing his job and the team is winning. So that to me is is the most important thing is that this team gets back to the playoffs because they, you know, they desperately need it. And then year two can be Trey's time. That's a really good point. You know, it's basically win-win for 49ers fans. Win, uh, if you don't see Trey Lance, because that means the team's doing well, Jimmy Garoppolo's performing well, but you also win, unfortunately, if Jimmy isn't doing well, because then you do see Trey Lance. Um, it's a big difference from last year when it seemed like literally nothing went the 49ers way, the 49ers yep. fans way. Um, so I, I do think that that's, at least a positive looking at the schedule from, yeah. you know, mid May, which is obviously subject to change a bunch based off what happens between now and then. And there's, and there's every possibility that Jimmy struggles and that they replace him. Um, I saw, I can't remember who it is. I want to give credit to the person that tweeted this out, but they were like, maybe now Kyle just opens up his playbook because if Jimmy can't beat out Trey with a full open playbook, then who cares anyway? I, I, can't I think remember it was uh, Kobe from, uh, 49ers, yeah, he has a, a pod with with Blue Wire Hustle. I, I can't remember, but Kobe okay. Ransom, I believe. Got, oh, yeah, it might have been him. If it was him, all credit to you because I, that makes a ton of sense to me that Kyle's just going to start putting in concepts, and if Jimmy can't do it and Trey can, then you know you're going to see the replacement. Um, but yeah, you just don't want to put Trey in there and get some really good defense and get him killed. You know, um, yeah. going back to an earlier comment, Melissa, when she was talking about Kinlaw's going to eat golf, man. Panay Sewell came out and I had a joke on Twitter because Panay Sewell came out and said that he had tested positive for COVID. And I was like, dude, if my first NFL game, I had to go up against Nick Bosa, I'd probably get COVID too. <laughs> you know. I mean, but seriously. Like, what a what a draw for your first NFL game. It's Bosa coming off of an ACL injury and is hungry. It's like, I've seen the workout videos. Dude's going to come back like a beast. So, yep. And not only that, but potentially getting D Ford back. Uh, Javon Kinlaw year two and the 49ers defensive line is is, is filled with talent yes um some some it's rather that signings yeah it's very deep um the one question mark outside of D Ford uh rotational role player Kevin Givens mm -hmm. has I believe like an assault charge pending in an out-of-state case you you could get him out of here and it wouldn't matter 
No, I, I really I agree that, that that's kind of the biggest question mark outside of D Ford, which is a huge yeah. plus for the 49ers. The fact that that's still a question mark, that it's not a definite. Yeah, you no, know, he's gone. You no, know, he's not. You bring back anymore. you bring back DJ Jones. You have you have Samson Ebicam. Mm-hmm. Like there there's talent. Like you still have you still have Eric Armstead. Like this this group runs six seven deep. And so you're looking at a team, even if D Ford doesn't make it back, which ideally you'd like to at least have him for third downs, obvious pass rush downs and save him for those. And then maybe have Ebucam first and second down. But like, even without D Ford, like this is a deep defensive line provided that they can stay healthy. And I think that looking at the schedule, that's going to be the most important thing for the 49ers is to stay healthy. If they do stay healthy, this is easily a playoff team easily. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just to add to that, they signed Arden Key and Maurice Hurst. I forgot the about them. Great That's signings. so much depth. So they're yep. like nine deep. They're going to have to cut people. They're going to cut a name, and the fans are going to be like, why'd they cut him? <laughs> it's going to be like they had no room. Yeah, it's true. Um, everybody in the chat, thank you for the love. We really appreciate yep. it. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we're trying to get to 2,000. We're super close. Help us get there. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Spinic Danger. Uh, Steve in the chat, don't forget Kerr and Key. Yep, Zach Kerr and Arden Key. Yeah, two two great signings yeah. the 49ers had. Um, today, the 49ers rookies, Matt, reported to rookie minicamp. What were your initial thoughts out of the clips that were coming out of there? That Trey Lance looks really good with that 49ers helmet on. He does. Although our man Eric Crocker was giving him shit because he only had like one bar up top. I don't know. That's out. That's outside of my pay grade. I don't know about the whole oh, the drip game or whatever. The yeah, his face mask only had one bar on top, and apparently, Croc, that's like a no that's go his, for him. That's his thing. Yeah. So I mean, it looked good to me. You know, he's got the clear visor on. He's wearing the um, God, I can't. It's the the flex, the the Riddell Speed Flex helmet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it looks good, man. Um, love seeing him in that number five jersey. So it's going to be, man, it's going to be nice, especially when the preseason games happen, because if you're worried about Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt, I mean, Jimmy's not going to get a ton of time. That's when we're going to see Trey Lance. And that's when everybody's going to lose their mind over Trey Lance and be like, okay, it's time for Jimmy to go because I have a feeling that Trey Lance is going to light it up in the preseason. He's going to have a really good preseason. Yep. Um, I'm going to play the clip. This is from Chris Biederman who had the clip of Trey Lance, um, warming up at uh, rookie minicamp. So here is the clip just so you guys can get a nice view of it. He does look really good in that 49ers. I can't wait to see him in that red home Jersey, but yeah, I'm stoked, man. The throws looked, you know, powerful, tight spiral. Yeah. He still got that low release. Like when he cocks the ball, he dips it below his elbow. And that, again, that's something I don't necessarily like, but that's nitpicking really. Um, and I think Bitterman was the one who said that, like, or or it was either Bitterman or Mayoko, that the first impression of Trey Lance is that he's like a really big dude, like that he is a big yeah. quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy's six two, like two ten. So when you get Trey Lance out there, six four, two twenty five, like that's that's a big difference. Yeah. So he we'll looks. See. And you said it uh, when we were talking about this pre draft. Um, that he he kind of physically reminds you of Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick was a big guy. I know he lost weight during, when he had his injury, but before that, he was big. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Like to the point where you, when you saw Colin Kaepernick in his jersey and stuff, it looked like he kind of had a skinny neck, but then like these gigantic arms coming out and you're just yeah. like, golly, dude. Yep. It's like, please do some <laughs> like towel work with your neck, but your your bicep game is on point, dude. Yep. So uh, um, according to the reports, though, he was 19 to 24 and seven on sevens um, with a couple of drops. Everything allegedly looked really good. He did have an interception, but it was because uh, Austin Watkins slipped on a route and, uh, uh, man, uh, Lenore Lenoir, like I don't know how to pronounce his name, the Amador, Amador. Lenore, I think, yeah. yeah, 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 but uh, had the interception on that, so they didn't have enough for 11 on 11s, so they were just doing seven on sevens, but that's really cool. Um, another thing of note was that it wasn't just rookies today, they had five guys in there, including wide receiver Marquise Lee, so that could be a guy that's getting a shout. Um, he got a lot of work in today, so we'll see what happens there, but I still believe the 49ers need a dependable wide receiver three. I don't think you can go into the season depending on, you know, Jalen Hurd to be healthy or Richie James to pick up that spotlight at this point in his career. No, no. Um, I do have here the SF Niners on Twitter shared a clip. So shout out Mm -hmm. to them of the interception, Matt, that you were just talking about. So this is 49ers rookie corner, D'Amador Lenore. He slipped and yeah. I mean, that was like looking at it. This is my first time seeing it. It's a little handsy. Yeah. Like, see, he's he got up in that up in the shoulder pads. But I mean, you know, again, it's the first day of of rookie camp. I'm not going to nitpick anything too hard right now. I did notice that Watkins is wearing number seven, though. So that would be the first 49er second 49er minus that one kicker for that one game to wear number seven for the 49ers. since Colin Kaepernick. Caleb McFarley or something like that. I forget his name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whoever that kicker was yeah um, that's interesting um, I guess yeah. we'll see but we're going to see some funky numbers Jason Verrett's wearing number two yep. Mosley's wearing number four because uh, Ambry Thomas took 41 yeah yeah well Mosley yeah. yeah he had said before yeah. that so I don't know man yeah. I, I don't care for it necessarily but it doesn't really affect me either way if you're a college football fan, you won't even notice the difference. But like for NFL, strictly NFL fans, they're going to notice, and they'll probably take a couple years to get used to. Yeah, um, Melissa here commented about Wayne. So yeah, shout out to yep. Wayne. If you guys, I, he has they have nitty gritty Niners. Yeah, they have some really cool ice uh, ice tray merch. It's you know Trey Lance ice tray. I copped a shirt. Really clean. Go and check them out, and uh, check out their YouTube channel as well because they're yeah. they're a cool it's- channel. It's all love. We want to grow all the community all the way around. Helping others helps us. So go exactly. ahead and give everybody a shout. You know. Yep. Exactly. Um, I did want to talk to you though about how just this whole how do I word this correctly? The 49ers, how do you think they feel about their wide receiver core? They didn't draft one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today I see Ben Albright tweet about a receiver. I believe a Broncos receiver. Sean Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Torres ACL. Who Torres ACL today. And apparently the 49ers had called about him. Yeah. Do you what do you make of it's, that? It's pretty obvious that they're looking for more wide receiver help. Like that, that is readily apparent. Um they weren't able to address it in the draft uh for whatever reason they decided not to, even though I feel like there were opportunities to at least get some guys, but maybe not anybody that uh you know, anybody that they were gonna you know, flip themselves over for um, 
and, and get out of pocket for. But again, Jalen Hurd coming off of back to back injuries. He had the back injury his rookie year. Then he tore his ACL in camp last year. He's just had a lot of bad injury luck. Juwan Jennings is still on the roster, but I mean, it's pretty apparent that he's just a statue at this point. I th- again, like I said last year, I think he'd be better served converting to a tight end. Um, he's just so big that you just hope that he could, you know, put it, put a hand in the dirt and block somebody. Um, and, you know, Richie James, I know the fan base loves Richie James, but he's just so inconsistent for me. He'll have like a really good game, right? Where he's like, oh, I had six catches for 103 yards and, and a touchdown or whatever. And then the next game, it's like he has two drops. And it's just yeah. like, you know, it, it's not dependable. The Kendrick Bourne thing really hurts because Kendrick Bourne was that reliable third third target. But with the amount of money that New England paid for him, um, I don't think the 49ers were going to be able to match. I think it's going to be a waiting game. I think a lot of good players, because of the lowered salary cap, are going to end up, you know, kind of getting axed in, in the preseason. And we've seen some surprise cuts already. Um, so, you know, they're going to be on the lookout for a wide receiver. And they need to they need the depth that i believe that more so than any because they address corner in the draft um they address safety in the draft they address offensive line in the draft really now the wide receiver spot looks to be their biggest hole um their their biggest weakness because outside of debo and brandon Ayuk, what do you really have there yeah yeah that's a good point um and you know like you said however for whatever reason they weren't able to address it in the draft they weren't but I did think it was interesting that they were reaching out for, a, you know, kind of more of a veteran wide receiver. And uh, somebody said it in the chat. I'm not sure. Oh, Ter- Taryn Lewis, Marquise Lee was not under the radar wide receiver. They brought in for a workout. Yeah, That's he had he had injuries, and then he uh, he was with the Patriots and opted out for COVID. Okay. Yeah, he. If I remember correctly, he's a pretty speedy guy. I could be wrong. Maybe my brain just has Marquise Lee and Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. He had some good seasons with Jacksonville, um, but, you know, I don't know what you can expect out of him at this point. Again, they're going to bring him in and give him a look, but we're not looking for a world beater here. We're looking for a reliable number three. That's really what you need. Um, And then there's also a comment here from Collie. Did you see the Saints cut Trill Williams? I did not. Um, Yeah, I didn't either. Somebody may be worth taking a shot on, but – the 40 uh, failed yeah, physical. You, you wonder why, right? Yeah. You says they why. cut him for a failed physical. Um, just indicating he failed his physical. Opted to bring in Deuce Wallace instead. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what, uh, what failed physicals are not good. No, apparently. We went through that earlier where a guy failed. Who was that? They failed the physical. They came to the 49ers and failed the physical here, too. I think it was like an edge rusher, maybe. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't remember who it is at this point. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I, yeah, I, I I would pass on Trill Williams at this point just because I think the 49ers, and Kyle even said it himself, we now kind of added injury history into our evaluation process yeah. or at least gave it a little more weight than we used to before tack mckinley really that's what ah, there was like. there was good pull yeah. i couldn't remember who it was so yeah good good thanks steve um david yang said we already cut austin walters and he signed with the jets 
Yep. That's yeah. That was a cut right early on. That running back room is full to the top. Yeah. Um, and real quick, yeah, Melissa talked about it at the beginning of the show. No suit for me tonight, guys. I got our new Trey Area merch on. If you want to grab it, links in the description. Save 15% with RGS15, RGS15. Uh, save 15% off your whole purchase. We got some other two other really cool designs that I came up with. Um, go check them out. Links in the description. But yep. Zach, you're much more on top of that stuff than I am. I have no sense for design whatsoever. You know, man, the the help of Fiverr and just being able to connect to all these like graphic designers, it helps so much. Because all I do is think of something and then I try and explain it as clearly as I can. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of these these designers are in Europe or they're in the Middle East and they don't speak English. So it's hard to kind of get the exact thing. But the few that I've worked with so far, I've done a fantastic job. So all credit goes to them. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I speak perfect English and you can ask me what you need and I still wouldn't be able to give you anything that looked any good at all. <laughs> so funny. props to those guys. Shout outs. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy with them. Hopefully everybody else likes them. But um, uh, yeah, going through some of the comments here, Taryn Lewis, I love the Trey Sermon pick, but I believe we should have drafted wide receiver Daz Newsom over Elijah Mitchell. It's... I'm not going to kill a team over who they pick in the fifth and sixth rounds. Like, honestly, the, if yeah. you get a good play, like, it's really kind of covering your eyes and throwing a dart at a dartboard. And if it yeah. hits, it hits. And if it doesn't, it's like, as ah, a fifth round guy, who cares? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's kind of just like at that point, best p- player available, maybe um, positional needs. But I do think the 49ers were just looking to get better. And they were really genuinely taken who they thought was the best player at that point. Well, and the report was that Mitchell was actually really smooth catching passes out of the backfield today. Yeah. So I think that's what they're looking for is more is backs that can catch. So listen, guys, if Trey Sermon comes in and, and plays as well as he could, I don't, Mostert could become expendable. I, yeah, I said I've said this. Um, I don't know if I said it on the show or in the chat, but Mostert hasn't shown the ability to to play a full season as the starter. No, and I mean, and this is coming off a year after he held the team up for money and then got hurt again. Yep, it, it's not uh, a good look. It's not a good look. Um, and maybe the 49ers drafted this as you can call Sermon insurance. You can call yeah. him leverage. Well, and, and Jimmy said it in his interview. You know, the NFL really is. What have you done for me lately? Yep. And with the culture that this team has built for Raheem Mostert to kind of do that, you know, after a Super Bowl year where he had one hell of a playoffs, right? He had a fantastic playoffs and he gave himself a little bit of the Joe Flacco treatment where he was like, I'm elite, pay me like it. And, you know, might not be the best. So I'm not saying that he's going to be cut. Um, I legitimately think Jeff Olson Jr. is in danger of getting cut. Okay. I mean, I could yeah. see it. I could, I could see it. People are, attached guy. To Jeff Wilson, people are attached to him and I'm like, he's not that good. Like, uh, honestly, he's not that good. You are he's directly couple, attacking Anthony right now. <laughs> he, he's had, he's had good plays, but much like, much like Raheem Oster, how many teams does Raheem bounce around to until he got into a system that's yeah. known for making running backs? <laughs> Sorry, this comment. Zach got to make that rent living in the Bay Area. Come some merch, y'all. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight. Yeah. San Jose is not, not cheap, but... No. Um, 
Thank you. We really appreciate Thank the love, honestly. Always Thank coming you guys. In. And by the way, this is my new – I rearranged my desk, got this studio a little bit set up. Uh, it looks Frank, good, man. Appreciate it. Frank Gore, Debo, and then some other signage. That was from uh, Leroy. He designed these for NBC Bay Area. You can't really see them, but they were the, the 2019 playoff run. They were the uh, division or uh, NFC Championship game, the banners that they gave up when you go to the game. Matt, I, I don't kill me. I still have yours sitting right here. I need to send them to you. But he sent me offensive and defensive ones for both of us. So shout out to him. I know. That was really cool. I know. I need a better space to set up. Once I have a better space to set up, like this whole thing is going to be different. So I hear you. I, I just I mean, for the whole time up until April, that's how I was kind of just out in a living room recording the show. So God appreciate that I'm able to set up now. Uh, question from Teron. And, and forgive me if it's Taryn or Teron, I, I, maybe Taryn, uh, would bring in a veteran like Taewon Taylor for a workout. Taewon Taylor, he's a young receiver with some upside who's been healthy and more productive than River Craycraft and Kevin White. I think they're going to bring in everybody that they can. A ton of people are going to get a look at wide receiver this year. Don't be surprised if they bring in a bunch of people for camp and then play them in the first couple preseason games. And then, you, you know, you're like, oh, well, I got, I got cut. That wasn't very long, you know. They're going to need camp bodies to get out there, um, especially working with Trey Lance, um, give him some targets, and they get the bonus of being able to see a couple guys that could potentially be wide receiver three for the team. So it, it's really a no-lose situ situation in that regard, and I think it's going to happen. I mean, I could see it. Um, I, I just think the 49ers, they're looking to – because right now I, I do think they're a little top-heavy at the wide receiver position. You got mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Who's three? Um, you can make, I guess, the case for Richie James. Muhammad Sanu. Is he still on the roster? He's still on the roster. They re-signed him. I guess I guess Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel were pissed that they cut him last year. I know Brandon Ayuk was because he tweeted yes. about it. So, yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of Brandon Ayuk, somebody put out a dope like edit on – not an edit, but just a video on Twitter. Um. I think they were quoting, God, was it Des Bryant? Where Des Bryant was like, yo, he looks like Junior Julio. Like, he looks like Julio Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty sick. I like that. <laughs> that is dope. Um, Julio could be on the move. Seems like the Falcons yeah. are open to trading him. Did you yeah. see that? Go ahead. Dude, that contract, though. Woo. Yeah, that, that's rough. It'll happen, happen post-June 1st, so they can split split the money in two, but I don't think they're going to get a great return for him. Like this will, it'd be purely a salary dump move. It's hard to make the case. For they're not getting first round picks for him. No, no, but it, it's hard to make the case as a franchise, as a GM that he's worth that much to, to, to as far as success wise, what have the Falcons been able to do with him and Matt Ryan? Cause he's likely going to go to a team that probably doesn't have a good quarterback. Um, Maybe a younger quarterback, I don't know, but the what you don't build around wide receivers. Just historically, it's not the success. It's not the model for success. So it'll be interesting to I see. I don't know, man. There's something there's something about me that like Julio Jones has Baltimore Ravens written all over him to me. Damn. That would that would be scary though. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like that pair for, for no. as a Niners fan. Uh Melissa said we had we have four count them, four running backs for free agency next year. There is a very real reason. Uh, we went two running backs in the draft. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 
they're playing for their future. Mostert is playing for his future. One year contract. So yeah. it's insurance, it's depth, it's it's everything. And you know, you give these guys like Trey Sermon a chance to compete for possibly the starting role. I mean, Kyle has kind of done running back by committee. We we were all frustrated to see Tevin Coleman start games for whatever reason. So yeah. Well, and somebody, oh, God, was it Lombardi? It might have been Lombardi. Someone wrote an article for The Athletic talking about how Trey Sermon was one of the guys that got the coveted golden helmet. Oh. No, oh, wait, no, it was Trey Lance. I'm sorry. I lied. It was Trey Lance and Hufanga. That's what it was. Um, no, it was another article on Trey Sermon talking about uh, running back. the running back coach Turner was all about him and called him like a bunch of times. Same thing with uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, So. saw that. Yeah. I, listen, running backs are a dime a dozen. You can move them in, move them out. No big deal. So It's true. I mean, especially on a Shanahan offense. Um, by the way, we, we didn't go over the 49ers rookie numbers were announced. Mm-hmm. So real quick, Trey oh, Lance, yeah. obviously, five. Uh, Aaron Banks. We knew that one, though, when he was introduced. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Banks, 62. Trey Sermon, 28, which – of course, I did an, had an edit done of him at 22, so we're going to get those redone 28. <laughs> Ambry Thomas, 41. Uh, Jaylen yeah, Moore, Gall- Gallman has 22, I think. That's why. Makes sense. Uh, Jalen Moore, 76. Diamador Lenore, 38. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga, 29. Love that. I love that number. Mitchell, 49. And that's that's the rookie class right there. So yep. I like the numbers. Yeah. And then, like I said, um, undrafted free agent Austin Watkins is wearing seven. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something interesting to keep an eye on. So, uh, and I know they haven't. So, speaking of like numbers and uniforms and stuff, they haven't announced anything yet, but there was like that earlier leak of the red 94 throwbacks. Is it just me or do I feel like they're going to do the 94 throwbacks for the entire season because it's the 75th anniversary? That would be so beautiful. It'd be kind of sick. <laughs> It would be. I don't know why they just. I don't know. I, I'm. I love those jerseys. Those have well, always you, been my favorite jerseys. You saw the thing the last two times the 49ers opened against the Lions, they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And the last time they won the Super Bowl was the '94 season when they were wearing the throwbacks. And that was like it. the what was that the 50th seat the it was some anniversary season. <clears throat> Maybe it was the, it was the NFL 75. That's what it was. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, now you have 75 NFL versus 75 49ers. Yeah. I don't know. I you know I I heard through the grapevine that they're gonna maybe have something in the state of the franchise in July. I think it is. Um, so we'll see. But it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Somebody put a fan edit of like changed uniforms for the 49ers that were pretty sick, minus like a black stripe. I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah. Kind of like a fan edit. Um, by the way, definitely going to try and get out to that state of the franchise. If any of you guys end up making it there, let us know. We'll try and meet up, take some pictures, grab a beer or something. Oh, nice. Um, are you uh, Speaking of which, are you headed to any games this year? I am. I don't know which, though. Um, but, yeah, we should totally try and have like a meetup with you know viewers, yeah. members of the Hive. We should try and get something going. I don't know which. I haven't had a time to sit down with, with my fiance and kind of go over the schedule. But yeah, the, I know um, it's it's going to be busy for me too. I know I'm going to one game. I'm going to 49ers Rams at SoFi, last game of the season. So nice. I'm down in San Diego. So that's like the closest game to me. It's just a 90 minute drive. So I'm going to make uh, that one for sure. The uh, week three game that, that Sunday night against Green Bay that a lot of people are going to, it's like, I think it's on September 26th. 
Um, let me see. September. Yeah. yeah. September so 26. that is, wait, that can't be right. September 26th is a Thursday. Mm, no. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm looking at August. Yep. So uh, <laughs> my, man. my girl's, my girl's birthday is the 27th. So that might, might not be here for that one, but I'm We're going to try. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. We'll announce I it. I tried. I tried looking at the home opener too, but it's a Sunday night game and there's no way that I'm going to like catch a red eye back to be, you know, at school or work on Monday morning. Like there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a big, that's a bit that's rough a for you. One. It's only an hour and hour and a half flight or whatever, but it's like, okay, I got to get to the airport, get through security, do all that stuff. And it's going to be a four hour process either way. So yeah. Yep. Um, luckily for me not to rub it in, but it's like a 25 minute drive now. So not too bad at all. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, question: Is Richie James the Dante Pettis of this year? I no. think Richie James actually cares about football. Well, and he wasn't a second-round pick. That's a good point. That's what makes Dante Pettis so disappointing was the capital that was put into him. When you put in a ton into it, right? It's like if you like, are, date, are dating somebody and you buy them this expensive gift, and then all of a sudden they turn around and go, eh, "I don't even know if I like you that much." And it's just like, well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so. It's funny. Yeah. Um, Taryn's asking where in San Diego. Um, I'm in North County, so Oceanside area. Nice. Um, let me see. I think I saw it. So Taryn. Okay, cool. Nice to know. Taryn. I remember that from now on. Uh, let me see. Going through some other of these comments. Appreciate you. Hung fat for those listening. I got my draft night Trey Lance suit hoodie trying to look cool like Zach. I saw that picture of him. You cannot find a cooler picture. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Joe Burrow after he won the championship and that like with the cigar and he's chilling like, in uniform with the cigar. Yeah, and that was like a 4K video, like so yeah. clear. That video yeah. reminded me of that picture of Trey Lance on draft night. And I learned this from The Rock, actually. If anybody's out there that wears suits and they want to take some pictures and look cool adjust your cufflinks even if you're not wearing cufflinks adjust your collar oh, yeah you just kind of look off into the distance and that's exactly what he's doing yeah. in that picture and it looks dude so especially cool. especially if you have a uh, miles garrett's taylor <laughs> you bring it you're bringing that thing up and then all of a sudden like your biceps are just popping yeah. right Looking it's like, like some you're spandex, about to break through that shit some spandex suit that just stretches with your muscles as you flex so crazy yeah. so crazy uh, I don't even know how he got his arm through the sleeve. Yeah, I, it's uh, when we when you brought it up and I looked at the picture last time. It's crazy. Um, get a better tailor. I don't know if that was way too tailored or if that's just how he likes the suits to fit. Nah, I think he did that on purpose to be like, look, look at the gun show. <laughs> Call. He said sermon is better than Gallman. Sermon is a beast. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um. I I hesitate awesome. to call any player that doesn't have NFL snaps better than a player that does have NFL snaps. That's just Fair. me. He has the potential to be better than Goldman. Mm-hmm. And Sermon was a beast in college. But I can't and, until I see it in the league, you never know cuz there were there were some studs in college that you know, didn't do shit in the NFL. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, it's true. So It is true, unfortunately. Um Let's see. There was a comment here. David Yang, Ambry Thomas is quickly becoming a fan favorite. He's a dog. 
quote, my play will take care of my pocket when asked about living at the, uh, excuse me. When asked that about was a sick pocket, answer. Oh. That was such a good answer. I, I love, love it. Um, that, that I, I've loved Ambry Thomas because I'm a Michigan football fan. So, okay. I love it. Um, yeah. the, I got a soft spot for all my Michigan dudes, even the ones, even the ones that can't play. I know, I know we had talked about this, the edge, um, when, uh, Rashawn Gary came out that I was like, yo, Rashawn Gary ain't the wave, but I love Rashawn Gary anyway. Yeah. 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 This was kind of the meme that went around when they asked him about Bay area rent prices, you know, like he looked like he was just so shocked. It's tough. It, it really is ridiculous, but I know they were like, owners- they were like, hey, this is the average rent. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't believe on. it either. I can't believe it either. I see what some of these people are paying for like a closet. And I'm just like, that's obscene. That it's place tough, ain't dude. that cool. Coming from somebody who just moved a month ago, looking at all these places and just knowing, like I have family in San Antonio that for the amount mm. that I'm paying for, for a two bedroom apartment, don't get me wrong. You I get like a four apartment. bedroom house there for that shit. Dude, it could be a mortgage on a four yeah. bedroom. Like it's ridiculous yeah. here. And look, I love California, but it's quickly degrading here. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's too, it's, it's taxes, dude. It's, it's taxes are so high. Yeah. And then it, we're in a housing shortage, housing shortage, so, homelessness problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not problem. to get too, not to get too inside baseball, but my wife's a real estate agent and like everything, everything is being, you know, multiple offers, multiple offers over list price. Like, you know, you got, you got to sign off contingencies where it's like, you know, we're going to buy this house regardless of like what the appraisal comes back at. That's like a lot inside baseball, but needless to say, housing is way too expensive at the moment. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard, you know, basically bidding wars ensue, you know, buyers, sellers, other buyers. I worked for like six months in real estate as an assistant. I don't know much about that world at all, but I do know it's crazy, but back to football. Sorry for the little sidetrack there. You know what? He's going to make a good living. So he'll be all right. He will. Yeah. Uh, Taryn said, uh, Zach and Matt, I agree with not Nick picking a fifth round pick. I guess I should trust them since they drafted Kittle and Greenlaw in round five. I think Hufanga is going to be the fifth round hit here. He's got some excitement behind him. Dude. L- uh, love it already. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you said it as soon as you saw it, like him in 29. Some numbers just work with players. Some numbers, some, some numbers and some names, right? You're just like, yeah. I could see him making a big ass hit mm-hmm. and then them saying Hufanga on the, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There's just some. That's like when you say touchdown Trey Lance, like that sounds good. Yep. Let's take a quick break from today's show to say thank you to the sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. I know... I myself am constantly on my phone, um, whether it's managing 49ers Hive or on my laptop recording new episodes with Matt of the Wrangle Center podcast, and my eyes have definitely felt the difference. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and all of our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every single pair sold. This is eyewear built for a digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount 
This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your new Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Make sure you click the link in our show notes to get 10% off your next purchase of Baxter Blues. Now let's get back to the show. Right. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear that first time hearing uh, Tom Papa. Touchdown, Trey Lance. He's got that fantastic radio voice, uh, him and Tim Ryan. terrible Jim Papa impression. I, I haven't heard him in a while, okay? Cut me some slack. But that was savage, though. Good shit. I used to... Listen to the games uh, when we'd go and visit my my mother in law in San Leandro. Sometimes I'd have to catch it on the radio. Man, Greg Papa, Jim Papa, whatever the, their names are. Greg, I don't yeah, Greg know. Papa. I think there's. I don't a, get the bro- I don't get the local broadcast. So. Fair, yeah. There's a family of Papas, and they all do f- football broadcasting. So it is kind of confusing. Um, but they are so much better than the color guys on TV. Tim Ryan and and Papa. I, I much prefer listening to them than watching like a Charles Davis and a Kevin Burkhardt or something like that. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I, I prefer these guys. I don't know why. It's different when you have to describe the game. I feel like true. It, I think it takes a lot more talent. It takes uh, I, it takes more skill. I think talent right. is relative because you know there are talented TV guys too. Like Tony Romo comes in, he's a talented color analyst, and he doesn't have to be on the radio for that. But then there are talented radio guys who paint a picture for you while you're listening, right? You yeah. get the ambiance of the stadium. You get the guy who, like, you know, first and nine on the 49ers 29-yard line, ball on the left hash, you know, eye formation, whatever, whatever, right? And they paint yep. this whole picture before the ball's even snapped, and they're like, able to do it over and over and over again. And so you can just see, like, you can close your eyes, and you can picture the grass at the stadium. You can see everything that's happening. Okay, you know, uh, Brandon, now you can motion, you know, from right to left. And so you, then you're picturing him from right to left and you know exactly where they're going. So really, you know, there are, there are way, you know, talented people that do that. And so, yeah, I'll give it to Papa for being talented. I used to remember him when I lived in the Bay area. Um, he used to do the warriors broadcasts with, uh, oh. uh, Jim Barnett, I think. Yep. Yep. So, Jim Barnett. He was great. I think he just retired. Yeah, old. Yeah, he was good. I used to listen to KMBR all the time, so I was like a Ralph Barbieri guy, like, you know, all those guys, so. Yeah. Uh, Taryn said Ambry Thomas should have went with 23. Yeah, I mean, Akello was he, 23, he, right? He went He went with a number he liked. I'm, I'm cool with that. I would let 23 Somebody else air might out. have 23, too, by the way. Let it air out for a year after the yeah. bad luck from Akello Witherspoon. <laughs> Melissa says Austin Watkins Jr. needs to make the 53. Maybe. He might. He's he got might. some talent. He has a shot. He's got a shot. Yeah. David Yang, I hope he does. I have a cap riding on it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> We're all making prop bets on the 49ers. Who's going to make know. it? Speaking of prop bets, go and check out Pickup, guys. Totally seamless transition there. But they are a, a partner of ours. They're great. With props, we just gave away five $20 Fanatics gift cards for people coming up with their own 49ers props on the rookie class. Um, super interactive, fan-based, fueled by passionate, engaged fans like all of our viewers here. So go follow them on Twitter. Their handle is pickup underscore, and they're great. You can bet with them. Fantastic, fantastic team. Um, let's see some of these other comments here. Terrence says, Matt, I played Juco at – Palomar College? Palomar. Palomar. I know where Palomar is. It's like 20 minutes from my house. There you go. Yeah. Um, Let's see. 
Imagine 49ers draft Mac Jones for the third round pick. That's Dante Pettis. You third overall, you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's worse than Dante Pettis. <laughs> oh, damn, Steve. 49ers home opener greater than girl's birthday. That's how I know Steve is. I don't know. I don't, actually, I don't know if Steve's single or not, but. Nah, Steve's married. You oh, Okay. Oh, the, oh, okay. That makes more sense then. That He gave up then. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. He gave up a long time ago. That's hilarious. Uh, that is my game. So sibling rivalry as enough Packers versus 49ers. It's a great rivalry. Listen, if the, I mean, it's not a great rivalry. Well, if the 49ers are healthy, they're beating the shit out of the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Historically, the Packers team is soft. Remember how much the Packers celebrated when they beat the, four, the injured 49ers last year? You don't think the team remembers that? You don't think Kyle remembers that? He absolutely doesn't. Now you're talking about a Packers team that needs to clean up its own house because they don't know whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be in on time and what kind of state that's going to be in. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a rivalry. Really, the game that I, the games that I'm really looking forward to is the Rams. And I think that, you know, going back to the schedule, I think it's really telling that the league made the 49ers-Rams the last game of the season this year. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we think about, like, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it should be Seattle. I think the league is telling you what what inside circles think of the Seahawks this year, that they're a team that's going to be in decline. I mean, their draft strategy was really weird. They drafted more wide receivers, and it's like, what happened to offensive line? I know they traded for uh, an offensive lineman, but you need more. You need pass rush. You need all this stuff. So I don't know. I I just don't – I'm not feeling that too much, so – in it terms is. of in, it really they're telling you that the 49ers and Rams are the class of the division. That's what Vegas says. Um, that they're they're right there neck and neck for the for the division. So I think that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, and the 49ers, if if I remember correctly, they had like five primetime games for the, the opportunity five, for more. Yeah. Um obviously with any flex. What were you saying? Was it you that was saying there's a there's a maximum amount that I teams think can have? The max is seven, including flex games. Okay. For actual primetime games. They're pretty close to that, man. Yeah. And I mean, you have your like, like the Packers have 10 spotlight games is what I like to call them. They have the five primetime games and then they have like a bunch of those 125 Pacific start times on like Fox with like Aikman and Buck calling the game. I think they have a CBS game with Nance and Romo, like the spotlight America's game of the week type deal. So I, I, I will say, I think it's interesting just the way you said it right there, um, you know, the way the scheduling comes out is basically how the NFL views these teams, especially with primetime games, because they will quickly flex you out of that once that yeah. time comes around if they don't feel you're you're going to draw in the audience. But you know, the 49ers clearly the NFL thinks is going to are going to do well this year. Not only do they give them five primetime games, Trey Lance, make of it what you will, is still the header on the, the Twitter account for the NFL. I think that the NFL is kind of having a lot of fun knowing that the 49ers are a talented team that had a really unfortunate year and they're going to bounce back and maybe the sky's the limit, maybe not. I don't know, but I do think the NFL has a feeling that there's something brewing here in the Bay area that the 49ers are going to do pretty well. Um, we can start taking some questions here, wrapping things up. Uh, hung fat, just passed his comment. I lived in Santa Clara for a bit years ago. Even then it was an arm and a leg. Santa Clara's, yeah, pricey yeah. too. Yep. Taryn, Vegas is getting expensive. 
Dude, I wanted to take my wife because my wife is a Dolphins fan. I wanted to take her to um, the Raiders Stadium because um, they're playing September 26th in Las Vegas. Those tickets were obscene. Like 500 bucks for like the cheapest ones. And we're talking like bleeds, bleeds. So that's out the window. But yeah, Vegas is getting really expensive. They got hit hard by, by COVID. So yep. they're having a tough time there. Uh, let's see. I just saw a question from Kali, I believe. Taryn. Question, if Jalen Hurd is healthy and wins the third wide receiver job, will we be a top five offense? There'll be a top five offense without that. Thank you. That like, was going to be my answer. When, when Jimmy Garoppolo has been healthy, this team averages 30 points a game. Like that. And that's with Jimmy. Okay. Yep. As soon as Trey Lance gets in there and gets his feet wet, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a thing to watch. So that's never been the problem. Even, even with Nick Mullins in there, it's not like the team doesn't score they still score um it's just the biggest issue that they've had is sustaining drives and then the defense is getting tired so yeah yep um you said a couple of questions ago you were talking about the green bay and Mm -hmm. 49ers kind of rivalry make of that what you will air quotes even aaron Rodgers, and i wanted to say this when you were mentioning it acknowledge the fact like this isn't the same team that whooped us twice last year do you remember when he spoke to fred warner and he said yeah you're one of the best but the best, you know yep. and then right after that they interviewed him and they said how do you feel getting revenge And he's like look this is not the same team that beat us they are completely ravaged by injuries um you know it's it's not the same competitive wise right because it's it's just totally different unfortunately less talented players out there and I, I, I got some respect for Aaron Rodgers for acknowledging that. He wasn't going to come out there and say, oh, we, you know, yeah, that's right. Granted, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is not going to say that anyway. He can be a cocky guy, right. but right. it was nice to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. What's your prediction for the 49ers, I, I assume, record next year? I hate that okay. you can't be 500, by the way. That pisses me off. Yeah, it's a little uh, – well, you can. You if you tie. Need go, you need, yeah, yeah. You need to go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Um, why don't you just go ahead and hit my, hit my little video. Let's go. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's hit my it. little video on this. Okay. So I see this stuff going around, right? As soon as the schedule drops, everybody starts going, oh, they're going to finish 11 and six, 10 and seven, whatever the case may be. It's fucking May, guys. We have no idea what's happening. These rosters aren't even going to be the same by the time we get there. Health plays a factor. You know, the schedule plays a factor. Everybody's going based off of last year's records. Okay, tell me who got better and who got worse between the Rams and the Lions. You know what I mean? Like, they're completely different teams. Talk about Seahawks had a lot of turnover. The Eagles had a lot of turnover. The Indianapolis Colts maybe got better, maybe got worse. You don't know. The Jaguars got better. You know, you can't tell in May. So to say right now, like a specific number of that people are trying to do, oh, they're going to finish 12 and five or whatever the case may be. That's bullshit. Don't don't believe it. Even even going into I mean, we still got to get through training camp. You know, the 49ers were allegedly, according to Ben Albright, looking to trade for Deshaun Hamilton today from the Denver Broncos. What happens first day of rookie camp tears his ACL. So you never know what's going to happen how the team is going to gel, how the team is going to fit. Is Jimmy playing well? Is Trey Lance taking over? What's happening? Who's who's going to be the lead dog in the running back room? There are so many unknowns. 
I will say this. The team is talented enough that if they stay healthy, they should be a playoff team. But going any more specific than that is really a fool's errand, and people are just trying to sound like they're really smart. And we know from 49ers Twitter who those people are and their propensity to always do that sort of thing. So really right now, anybody telling you numbers is full of shit. So we, we need to get closer to the season before we do that. All right. By the way, one one last thing about that, and um, Taryn has it in the chat too. 49ers are playing a fourth place schedule because they finished last in the NFC West last year. But does anybody think going into the season, if the 49ers stay healthy, they're a fourth, fourth place team? You know, every year somebody goes worse to first. So again, you can't make those predictions right now. Yeah, that's a good point. You can look at schedules and be like, that seems like a winnable game. But going through and giving an actual number of like, oh, you know, this many wins, it's not realistic. Yep, yep, that's true. Um, let's see, going through some of these questions here. Kali talked about D Ford. Yep, not holding your breath. I agree with that, man. Anything they can get out of D Ford is a plus at this point. Heard, heard, heard. Jalen heard. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I saw D Ford earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, but that's D4. true too. But that's uh, yeah, okay. But he's talking about D Ford and Jalen Hurd. And that's the thing, oh. too. When they were going through the draft and they talked about the draft process. Um, they were talking about players that looking for players who had a clean injury history. Um, I see Wayne's in the chat. Welcome, Wayne. Always love having you here. Shout out, Wayne. Um, yeah. Oh, I like his. Oh, I like his WB. I never even thought about that. That's good. That's good stuff. Nice it's logo. A, Wayne. It's a brand new logo. I saw him unveil it. It looks really nice. That's sick. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the 49ers at this point. Anything they can get out of Jalen Hurd and D Ford is a plus. Mm -hmm. Anything that doesn't involve cutting them outright without them playing a snap in 2021, huge, huge plus. Yeah. Um, by the way, gotta love those uh natural, unsolicited Matt rants that just happened <laughs> out of nowhere. The, the chat loves them. Uh Ash was telling, by the way, we should get a little sound bite of you saying, Oh, come on, or something you say, and I'll just play it right at the yeah. end. Yeah. Fucking joking. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dang, Ash even knows that I have that I have sayings that I said. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Welcome, Cinnamon Kiss. Nice to see you. How you doing? Happy Friday evening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take some more questions here. Yeah. I will and say yes. this. Like, you know, you want you want guys that can stay healthy. And so, you know, going back to Kali and talking about you know, D Ford and Jalen Hurd again, at this point, you're just hoping you can get something. Um, and if you can't, then you're going to have to move on. But really, again, when they talk about, we went through the draft process, we were looking and we took durability and injury history into account when we drafted people. I think that's a really important turning point for the team. Last year was, I mean, horrendously bad in terms of injuries. So I think they're trying to kind of mitigate that as much as they can so anything you get out of them is a bonus go ahead and like Kali says smash that like button um we love having you guys here and it helps us out so um let's take a couple more and yep. then we can yeah by the way it, it it's not much at all but it really does help in youtube algorithm so hit that like button subscribe yeah. we're giving away another 49 jersey once we reach 2,000 subscribers um and, and on that note we were you know thrilled to be able to give away I, I i said three mistakenly because technically one was for our giveaway internal but we gave away two 
Lance jerseys mm-hmm. after the draft happened. And it really is just a blessing to be able to, to give this away. So we love yeah. doing it. We love returning the favor for, you know, 49ers fans, the faithful. So it's always fun when they reach out to once they got their Jersey and they're wearing them proudly. And yeah, you know, that's what we want. We want people to have pride in the team and, and, you know, have love for the team like we do. So. Yep, exactly. Love and it. they love actually it. just got delivered. Uh, two got delivered yesterday. And I think another one got delivered on Wednesday. So it's nice. great, man. It really is nice. One of them, one of the winners was up in Washington. So it's always nice to send 49ers gear to Washington, let them rock it around there. Yeah. Uh, let's see, going through some. Terrence said, Matt, did you know that Fred Warner is from San Marcos? I did. I did know that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, looks like a lot of reactions to your Matt rant. I know. Yeah. Let's get, um, <laughs> Melissa's got a cool question down here. Okay. Uh, let me see. Is it the Greenlaw? Yeah. Okay. Greenlaw and Warner, my favorite duo of the team. Who do you see being the next dynamic 49er duo? Great question. If he can stay healthy, I think it's Ayuk and Debo. Like okay. I could see them like yak bros, like just getting in there with it. So yeah, I, like they both very much have that like fun, I, I don't, that swagger mentality. I don't really know about, I have no swagger. So, you know, but I know it when I see it. They got it. They get out there. They get after it. You know, they they love catching those slants and then taking it to the house. So, you know, I could see them being the next dynamic duo um, and, you know, taking that forward, provided again that that Debo has kind of overcome the conditioning issues and he can stay healthy. What about you, Zach? Does this constitute as two of the same position or is it just any two 49? I think, I don't know. I think like not uh, – I mean, kind of, I feel like. I was going to cheat, but I'll, I'll keep it. All right, all right, all right. what was your cheat? And I'll tell you if it's allowable or not. Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk? I'll allow it. I'll allow okay. it. Quarterback wide receiver is a good combination. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Overlord Matt. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, yeah, I do think that they are going to be a great duo. Trey Lance has a great deep ball. That was kind of Brandon Ayuk's specialty at Arizona State. I think the two of them paired together, it's just it's just a, a recipe for success. I think Jimmy, you know, rarely played last season due to injury, due to whatever the case was. Um, Trey Lance, hopefully he's able to, to come in there and play however many games he is able to play this next season, if he plays at all. Um, but I do think that with all due respect to Jimmy, getting a real quarterback in there, an extremely talented one, not one that you kind of hit on later on and we're rolling with this guy. One that has all the intangibles physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, et cetera. I do think that that's going to be a great tandem for years to come in the Bay Area. Trey Lance, Brandon Ayuk. We'll have to come up with some cool nickname for the both of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, shout out into the chat. Welcome, Peachy Brown. How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I think the whole team is going to be pretty, pretty good. One, there's one area though, that I really am interested in seeing, and that's who really picks up the slack at backup tight end. Um, you know, Jordan Reed is gone. Um, we still have, uh, you know, a couple guys that can play, but who's really going to be the guy that takes that next step up? You know what I mean? Is it going to be Dwelly? Um, you know. Is it going to be uh, – I'm blanking on his name right now, the kid from Stanford. Uh, um, is he yeah, newly he, signed? 
No, we drafted him in like the fifth or sixth round. Oh, 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 um, gosh, last year? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I'll, I'll look yeah. it up. I can't remember his name. That tells you a lot. I think that I think actually behind wide receiver tight end is actually going to be a problem position. So I'm looking it up real quick. He didn't. No, not Caden Smith. Um, and I I don't want to butcher this name. A shock. A shock. Thanks for the super chat. Appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it very much. He said, "Hey man, love your channel. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate appreciate it. the love. We, we love all of you guys here. So yeah, Charlie Warner. Charlie Warner. There you go. Charlie Warner. Who said Thank it? you, Taryn. Thank you. Taryn, Taryn coming up in the spot. Kevin Thank King you. right after him. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate but, but it. Not, not to take away. Thank you, Ashok. And if we're mispronouncing it, please forgive us. Um, yeah. You, he was one of the winners of the pickup giveaway. So oh, cool. appreciate you tuning in Excellent. and uh, sending in some props for pickup. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, Kali, I think Lenore will be Shark's replacement. I think that's what they were hoping for. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember if it was Kyle or John, but basically they were saying this guy we felt can play similarly to this guy. And he kind of went through like each of the corners and, and, and the secondary and who they think compares to them. So I do think they had that in mind when they were drafting these guys, because a lot of these corners they brought back on like a one year deal. So like all of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of turnover, which was why pre-draft I was like, they have to draft some corners, even if just to, kind of stagger the contracts out. So I wouldn't be surprised next year in the draft if maybe like one guy gets re-signed to a one-year deal, if it like Mosley or maybe they sign Mosley to a two-year deal, and then they still go corner in the draft again because they have to stagger these out. There's just too much turnover going on in the secondary and the way that they have the contracts just stacked on top of each other like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Everett Wright still hoping Hurd gets in there. Hopefully, man. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's tough because he's a big dude and he's had two i mean if you count the back which is technically a torso injury but it really counts as a lower body injury for football wise it's i don't know it's just it's tough it's tough yeah it really is tough um i don't know i mean you're you're a medical expert i go off of what you say but i just think that uh, it's possible i'm not gonna count them out but it's not likely if it hasn't happened by now it likely won't. But then again, you know, there's guys like Jason Verrett. But granted, Jason Verrett had a good year or two before he got injured with the Chargers. Yeah. And then he had his injury history troubles. Um, we haven't really seen anything besides one outstanding preseason game from Jalen Hurd. Yeah. And I'd like to go back to Hurd's college career and see what his injury history was there because I thought it was like pretty clean. Yeah. So maybe it's just a case of a couple just bad luck injuries, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is hilarious from Melissa. I will be having rum to celebrate when I no longer see Tom Compton on the roster. <laughs> I tell you, you know, you're a true fan when you're right? Tom Compton. Wow. That's a yeah, good poll. That's, that's funny. Hey, he uh, has Kevin a chance King. to get cut this year. So yeah, big. Uh, do you guys think there's a possibility we trade for Julio Jones? Nope. Yeah. Unfortunately, the salary's not. too big. Yeah. Even if, even if, the Falcons assume a lot of that cost. It's still too much. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they can. Um, I just think that, and I think they'd much rather kind of bank on their younger guys. I do think, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, I think they're looking for them to kind of step up into these wide receiver one, yeah. wide receiver two roles. Yeah, exactly. And Ayuk potentially wide receiver one. 
So you don't want you don't want a Julio Jones, a, an established vet, a, a Hall of Famer, really. Yeah. You know, he comes in, he still thinks that he can play. He's still the man, and he just sucks the oxygen out of the room, right? You know, it just kills the development of these guys. You want them out there and doing their thing. Ayuk and Samuel are talented, so you, there's no reason that you need a Julio Jones. Yeah. Really what you need is reliable three, a reliable four to kind of take some of the pressure off of them. And if I might add, a reliable quarterback, a good quarterback, a talented quarterback, I think, do you think that, that all paired together is a good good recipe right there. Yeah, I, I absolutely do think that consistent quarterback play um, will help the 49ers receivers out, um, help George Kittle out, help all those guys out. So, Taryn, thank you for the $5 super chat. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Taryn. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Call, oh, my God. Holly you guys are spoiling chat. us. You guys are killing us right now. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know – it's just there's so much just potential and positivity going into this off this season, this off season. I just hope yeah, we're not kind of setting ourselves up for a letdown. Hung fat being a topper right now. Oh my god. You guys <laughs> hung fat with the $15 super chat. Thank you Great so much. Great show as always, guys. Get the hive to 2K. Listen to Hung Fat. Get it to 2K. Jersey get giveaway. Okay. Um I have been very polite in asking you guys to like. From now on, I will be demanding a like. Like this video, or I will send goons to your house to mess you up. So now you know what now you know what Zach's like in the group chat when people are late on articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Crack that whip. I know. I would love to get. I would love to do a home game where we had like a weekend to get like just where like that bar that we went to last time and just mm-hmm. get. Like all the Hive fans together. We should, man. We we could probably plan something this year. We got enough time to plan it yeah. out. Um, now that I have a nice second bedroom in my apartment, you can come stay here. Wouldn't have to worry about getting hey. a hotel like last time. So we'll figure it out, man. We're going to have something fun planned. Nice meetup. Maybe we'll do like an in-person giveaway too. I don't know. We'll, we'll have fun with it. That'd be clean. Yeah. Um, send in whatever other questions you guys have. Melissa, real quick. Got to ask before you log off, dream matchup, Lance versus – oh, yeah, you did ask this earlier. Sorry we passed up on this. What first or second-year quarterback on our schedule this year would we love to see? I think we're all looking at Lance, Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah uh, Halloween. Bears. Yeah, I, Lance Lawrence would be, like, interesting, but I think Lance, Justin Fields, because those were the two that we were really trying to, you know, go back and forth on. I think because 40, a lot of 49ers fans were set on those two, it's it's always like, okay, well, we got this one. You know, I got this pretty girl. Well, what was that pretty girl over there doing? How's she doing over there? Let me see. <laughs> right? And then you show yeah. up at the same club, and you're like, hmm. Could so, have had that. Yeah. Um, Luke, I'm going to address Luke's. Listen, uh-huh. Luke, four out of the five 10 a.m. start times are against bad teams. So and two of them are week one and two. So do they really count? So yeah. after weeks like week one and two, it's not the middle of the season. It's early in the in the season. So you're going to be like right there, ready for it. You have time to prep for it. And then the next week you're doing the same thing. They're probably staying in Youngstown in between those two, so they'll be on that East Coast time. Then after that, you're looking at okay, they play they play uh, a five twenty game against the Colts coming off of a bye week, and then they have a ten a.m. the next week against Chicago, but. You know, then after that, they come back home and have another 125. Then it's after another primetime game, they get to go 10 a.m. So they, I don't know. It's, there's time. There's time. I'm not really worried about it. 
The only 10 a.m. Um, game that really is going to be against a, a decent team is the Chicago game on a, on Halloween. Yeah. Um, I, to answer Melissa's question, though, about the first, second-year quarterbacks, I have two additional ones that might be a little out there. Uh, week 14 against Cincinnati. Lance Burrow. That would be cool. That would be cool to see. Yeah. And then here's kind of one out there that is likely not going to happen at all. But imagine week 12 – and I know you're probably Vikings. thinking Kirk Cousins is Kirk there. Cousins but Kellen gets Mond. injured, and it's Kellen Mond. Yeah. Yep. He's got okay. some hype behind him. Okay. Week 16 or week 17, Davis Mills, Trey Lance. <laughs> there you go. I think those, I, I, I like the three that we talked about, though. Yeah. Yeah. Without joking around. I, I'm interested to see Trey Lance go up against Matthew Stafford. Just, and I know he's not a first or second guy but now Matthew Stafford is going to have a, a good team with a good coach offensive minded and we get to see him twice a year and it's could be just a battle of of arm talent you know yeah yeah, yeah that, that's going to be a good one that really is going to be a good one by the way guys if you, if you see me writing don't mind me our producer Stefan I need to get these timestamps down for the topic so he kills me <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah because there will be so many times where we get through the whole show and then I have a blank piece of paper and I'm like, well, I'm about to listen to this back and write down yeah. so he doesn't. I So I'll address this too. Listen, 10 a.m. starts. You guys are too caught up on this. Like, yeah, it could have an effect. But if your season is made or broken on 10 a.m. start times, then you're probably not that good to begin with. Fair. That's just that's just what it is. Yeah. I'm much more I'm much more happy that we're avoiding the Meadowlands, yes, MetLife Met or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah MetLife. Screw that stadium. Yeah, terrible. Thank you, Simon Kiss. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. And thank you but, to Hunk Map. Absolutely. Yeah, it's look, listen. The schedule is a schedule. All you can do is go and play. You know, let's stay healthy. Don't turn the ball over. You know, be consistent out there, and that's that's all you can ask. This team has enough talent that they should be able to, you know, compete for the division and, and be in it for a playoff race. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Luke said it's more about injury rates, which are statistically very high for Western teams play 10 a.m. games. Again, to start two out of two out of the five are at the beginning of the season. So I'm not even going to count those because there's there's what, 14 other teams that are going to play 10 o'clock games. You know, if it was the middle of the season, sure, I guess. So maybe you look out for it in the middle of the season, but I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't rate for me. Fair, fair. Um, Melissa, which running back are you more worried about King Henry or Dalvin cook? You can go first. Um, neither really. If you had to pick the 49, the 49ers typically do well against the run. Um, I would say maybe, I'm going to say Dalvin Cook because historically running backs after 2,000-yard seasons don't have a great follow-up. Okay, interesting. I would still go with King Henry. The 49ers kind of shut Cook down the last last time or the last two times. Um, I don't know. I, I've never really been a, a, a Dalvin Cook fan, but I think King uh, Henry's a beast. I, I just think he, he, he's so good at what he does. You know, he's he's physical. He's big. But he has been stuffed before. For I just, I just don't think either of them. That's the fair. 49ers have good run defense. That's fair. If you had to pick one, though, I don't. Gun to your head. 
I don't. I don't. Overlord Matt strikes Gun again. To my head. Gun to my head, shoot me because don't, 49ers, don't are, stopping. Say. 49ers are stopping both those jokers. <laughs> Fuck those and you, clowns. And you won't live to see it. No, but I'll, I'll be watching from heaven. <laughs> the games I'm most excited about are home games against Green Bay and at Indy. Indy's going to uh, be interesting. Indy's, Indy's in San Francisco or in Santa Clara Is at it? Levi's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Colts is a home game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's right after the bye week. After the bye week. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not – I don't know. I, I think a lot of other people are, are way higher on uh, Carson Wentz than I am. I think he's he's kind of doo-doo at this point. Yeah, he's he's busted. Yeah. The only thing he's got going for him is that they have, like, the best offensive line in football. Yeah, that's I, true. I want to see, see Cincinnati, and I kind of want it to be a snow game. Oh, that would be dope. I like snow games, and it, like I, I can't remember the last time the 49ers were in a legitimate snow game. I don't know if it was if you would count it as legitimate, but I do remember against Chicago when Jimmy Ward had that pick six, and then he did that front flip into the end zone in the snow. That's the last snow game, but it was like, – I mean like real, real snow. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Or like taking the shovel out so you could see the five-yard markers every five yards and shit. Like, picking like up talking like Leon, Leon Lett like fumbling in the snow. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, I think it was Lions versus Eagles. I know it was Lions for sure. I don't remember who they played, but it was so snowy. And I just remember so many shots of Megatron getting up and just pulling so much ice and snow out of his face mask. Great yeah. shots. Great shots. I like it. Uh, let's see. Go and take a couple more. Stupid, dumb Johnson family had to kill Giant Stadium pit with those fugly gray everything. Yeah. Fair. Not that big ass guy, Matt. <laughs> the bigger they Henry. are, the harder they fall. We stopped Cook. Uh, I think we will shut Henry down. I'm calling it now. Yep. Yeah, yep. I just, I just think. Look, I, I this, it's a good. If the offense is clicking and the defense can stay fresh, I'm not worried about this team giving up a lot of runs. Yep, fair enough. What I'm worried about, again, because running backs, I don't care. I'm not worried about running backs. I've never been worried about running backs with this team. How do we handle the mobile quarterbacks? Because we got a couple. We got Kyler Murray. We got Russell Wilson. If Justin Fields is playing, Justin Fields can move. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence can move. You know, um, Joe Burrow is probably not going to be doing a lot of that. Ryan Tannehill can move a little bit too. So how do we keep those quarterbacks inside the pocket and, you know, away from areas where they can kill us because we, you know, RPO, we over pursue the running back and then we don't, you know, we don't contain the backside edge. You know, things like that um, on rollouts, right, where where the guys aren't getting home and then they over pursue and, and, you know, they're able to get back out wide. Those are the things that I want to see. Can they can they contain those guys? Because those are the biggest problems for, you know, the defense. The other thing is, you know, are we going to do the thing of where we, you know, get, get them to third and third and 12 or whatever. Right. And give up a 13 yard pass or get called for a defensive hold or something yeah. like that. Those key things, those disciplinary things, those those assignment level things with the mobile quarterbacks, with the penalties, those have killed the 49ers in the last couple of years. So I want to see those cleaned up. And, and that's really what's going to determine what we need to be worried about for the season. Because if they can shore that stuff up, potentially a top 10 defense. Yeah, I'm that going, was. I'm going conservative with top 10, by the way. That was a, a big uh Achilles for the 49ers the last two years just the the mobile quarterbacks bootleg 
play action rollouts, it killed them. And, and you know, the one of the big things that I don't think enough, including us accounts, maybe are not talking about. No Robert Sala. I know they have D'Amico Ryan's. We're both big on D'Amico Ryan's, but. Is there an adjustment period to where they get to where they're comfortable as a defense? Do they hit yeah. the ground running? It's going to be something to keep an eye on, but I do think that the, the roster is talented enough to hold it over if there is an adjustment yeah. period. And it'll go one of one of two ways, right? Either they'll be maybe a little bit worse, but there's also the potential, the off potential, that they're actually a little bit better. Maybe Robert Sala had a little bit of a blind spot that Ryan's didn't think that he could call out out of deference to his coach. And that it's something that he shores up and then the team actually performs a little bit better. So it has the potential to go either way. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, hung fat, only 20 likes. Why don't you respect me? Hit that like <laughs> button guys. Let's get to 30. Let's get to 30. Let's go. Uh, Taryn, Justin Fields to be starting. Yeah. When I saw that schedule, I was actually hoping, maybe not hoping, but envisioning that first matchup between rookie Trey Lance, rookie Justin Fields, um, you know, just what could have been, what did happen. It's cool. It's a cool storyline. Yeah. It's almost a certainty that at that point, Justin Fields is going to be starting for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Andy Dalton's not holding him off that long. I think that if Trey Lance isn't starting uh, against the Colts after the bye week, that it's going to take a little bit longer. So we'll know. We'll know pretty early whether or not that's going to be the matchup. Um, yeah. You know, Jimmy barely ever makes it to October anyway, so. So sad to say. We'll see, we'll <laughs> so see sad what to say. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, yeah. Melissa says, hung. I respect you. even trying to get the likes up, man. Us too. Thank you. And you too, Melissa. You're always so, you know, helpful and great with that. We really do appreciate it. it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So look, I think that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Went a little over an hour. We appreciate everybody tuning in. It's going to be a great season. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're tuning in. If you're listening to this on uh, audio later on give us a five-star review it really does help we're trying to get to 55 star reviews um you know it might not be much but it really does help and also hit that subscribe button on youtube guess to 2000 subscribers and we will give away a 49ers jersey of your choice could be trey lance could be fred warner could be brandon Ayuk. you name it all you need to give me is the size and the shipping address and it's there so subscribe we're super close and we appreciate all you guys tuning in yeah, it was a fun time. We always love having you guys here. Go ahead and click the bell for notifications so you never miss a live stream or another video. Until next time, go Niners.